Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome one and all, weaves and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company, and we're here to provide you a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about both new and old anime and everything in between. If you have any suggestions, please send them our way by giving us a tweet at Bakako Podcast on Twitter or sending us an email through Bakako Podcast at gmail.com. On this show, we have me, myself, Drew Tendo64, Element, Silver Lobo Sensei, and Frank Furter. We'll be talking about an anime called A Place Further Than the Universe or Soriyori Motoi Basho. Wow, that was a tongue twister for me. Um, it's an anime television series that was produced by Madhouse. The series is directed by Atsuko Ishizuka, written by Juki Hanada, and features character designs from Takahiro Yoshimatsu. Uh, it aired in Japan between January and March of 2018, and it was co-produced and distributed internationally by Crunchyroll. So let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> Okie dokie. What an um, absolute banger of a series, man. I, so I feel like, yes, but like, so, okay, I'm sorry I'm being super, di- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry yeah. I'm being super disjointed. I didn't know how I want to start off by saying, I, I, by all means, you I love the it. show. Okay. No, no, no. By, by all means, I love the show. But my fear is the fact that it's Silver's favorite show and me wanting to nitpick a few things. I feel I like I'm you, gonna. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of backlash. Go okay. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because this is what happens just... on these shows. Apparently, you and me go <laughs> at it, and I love it. Okay. Just before you two go at it, yep. Lobo, give us the elevator pitch for the show. Like, if you had thirty seconds to pitch the show, how would you go about doing it? Uh, fuck. Okay, so. Uh, it's basically about four high school girls who just start 
randomly meet each other and become friends and their entire goal is to go to Antarctica, starting with one who is desperate to go, another who uh, just wants to make something out of their high school career or whatever, uh, another one who is a dropout but wants to have something fun happen in her life, and one that is being forced to do it because she's like a pop idol and it's for like a TV show or something, and she only wants to do it with if she can have friends with her. All right, that was good. Like you were, you were four <laughs> seconds over, but I would accept that. That's really good. Okay, now Frank in the red corner, Lobo in the blue corner, ready, fight. By all means. I mean, discuss. I mean, <laughs> I, mean yeah. I need to hear it. <laughs> so, so by all means, I do think it's a great show. If I had to rate it, I'd probably give it an 8.5 out of 10. You Nuts. son of a bitch. <laughs> Insane person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just being, like, honest here. Like, it, it was a great show. The characters were mostly well thought out. But there were a few things that were there were a few overarching things that I really had beef with, and the first and foremost one is the fact that it's a show about girls going to Antarctica, and you only had them in Antarctica for four episodes out of the thirteen. Like I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree that was like, a little bit of a bummer for me. Like I get, but I get I like you need the to journey. Go, yeah, like I get you need to go into the backstories of each character and to their reasoning as to why they're going there, but like. You could have summed that boat episode up in one episode, I feel like, so and then had the more entire, time in Antarctica. The entire point of the show is going there. So the entire thing of finding out how they can get there, getting the funds and getting the permission and getting people to take them is a whole journey in itself. The journey there is another thing and back. So that was, what, two episodes of getting there? And them being there, like, you could tell with the passage of time and everything, like, there's one episode where everything's fine, and the next episode, Kimari has a fucking tan on, and everyone's making fun of her. Because yeah, they're would... working the entire time, and nothing fun's happening, and you can tell because they went on training camps, they talk about the works they did, the ex uh, uh, expeditions they did, without each other. Like, sometimes they're by themselves, and the entire story is basically going to be about they're f the four of them and the friendship they build doing uh, doing whatever it is they do in Antarctica and discovering who they are uh, and uh, defining their friendship and all that. That's basically what it is. So like, yeah, yeah, it was four episodes, but those four episodes were probably the strongest episodes of the series. I... Oh, I got to go back to a list of episodes if you don't mind to like, cause I don't, I, I would disagree there. I think some of the boat episodes were more strong than that. Um, or more strong than the Antarctic episodes, but uh, to, I, to your, uh, how about, to be fair, how about those four have the strong, are the stronger, have the, of those four, a majority of them are stronger than the rest of the episode, the, uh, the series. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Well, Again, yeah, I'd agree. I feel like all the episodes were strong for the fact that they, they they all had a purpose, but then the very end, it was like the four episodes in Antarctica, and then they rushed the fuck out of it. But to your point, and this is why I kind of have beef with this this point of like, hey, it's their struggle, their journey to get to Antarctica. They get home, and then, you know, freaking main character, what's her name, uh, Mari... She gets home, texts her best friend since childhood, and she's like, oh, surprise, I'm in Antarctica. I'm in the Arctic. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, time out, time out. You're telling me 
that these four girls had to go through shit in hell and back to get to Antarctica, and then this bitch on the sideline is just gonna fucking, like, pop up out of nowhere in the Arctic at the end, like, no problem? <laughs> you do realize it's easier to get to the Arctic than Antarctica, right? True, but still, like, it's ridiculously difficult, I could assume. I mean, Blair. all it takes is all it takes is family deciding to go on a trip or something like that, or even like talking to her family. Because what was it? I think at that point they would be on winter break or whatever it is for them. Like they miss school and they miss Christmas and New Year's and all that shit. But like for her, I think they're on break for school. So like, if she wants to go somewhere, she can go somewhere. Let's be fair here. Is there no uh, time skip there? Like. Well, there's a time skip she... between because they have to wait to get to Australia, right? So there's a time skip between when they finally make their plans to physically getting to Australia. Because there's like three months or something. They say that like they plan it in the summer and they're like, all right, we have to be ready to leave in blah. And then they appear. Are you talking about the when they're going to Antarctica? Yeah, to get on the to get on the ship for He's the first time. He's talking about getting to back home, right? Elementary? Yeah, well, because they're in Antarctica for three months. It's like over the oh, the, okay. the summer period. Yeah. Right, and then they come back home. But then when she texts a friend, is there no time skip there? Is it just like she gets home and then she texts a friend and then the friend's like, I'm in the Arctic? Yeah, that's exactly it. She gets home, she lays yeah. down in bed, and she's like, "My or her friend is like, with seemingly the perfect cell service, I'm in the Arctic. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and looking for... at it now, looking at it now to their credit, the Arctic is the north side, not the south side, because I'm looking at a map, and the Arctic is by Russia, Canada, Alaska, Greenland, etc. So, yeah, so it's Easy. a little easier to get there from Japan than it is to get to Antarctica. You're essentially uh, going to an existing country on a holiday, and you're able to go north. Uh, yeah, to sort of, but I'd say even if you were to go to like Greenland or something, uh, mm-hmm. and go north. That's the Arctic already. Yeah. So I I guess it's a little bit easier to get to it that way, but still I kinda had a little beef like these girls had to like prep all this time and then this this just seeming side piece is just like, hey Well the entire I'm living thing was I'm like, living what you did, kinda. They're they they had an argument, they had a fight, and she wanted to like not be friends anymore because she led that superiority thing. Kimari said, no, we're friends, and we're going to talk when I get back from Antarctica. She comes back. They barely spoke. They talked about this, where they were explaining to, um, what's her name? Uh, where is her name? Uh, Yuzuki. Uh, Yuzuki. Yuzuki. Yeah, they, they were explaining it to her that about friendship and everything, and she told her, like, her best friend, she rarely talks to now. They had an yep. argument, this and that. She sends her things, and she talks to her, and sometimes she doesn't reply, but she she knows what she's thinking, and there's that connection there. So, like, yeah, they never talked all the entire way there. Because you could t- see from the fucking uh, text conversation when they, that happened. So, like, you know they didn't talk. She has no clue. She's been missing, or she's been uh, gone to her for months. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm in the, the Arctic. Yeah. Cool. It fits the timeline if they're not talking and everything, and she she's feeling left out from adventure and all that stuff. Why wouldn't she go? 
That's true. But at the same time, I do want to point out every fucking response that this side chick just like replied back for being a best friend. It was like one word responses. I would be pissed. They had a fight. Oh, when she left Antarctica. Come on, fucking do. You had a fight. Ooh. One word responses and okay. you're gonna you're gonna talk okay. when you get back home and you're just gonna give one word responses? No. Once again, like, once again, Kimari's the one that said we are going to be best friends no matter what. The other girl who's in the Arctic is saying no, she wants to not stop being friends. So yeah, she's gonna reply reply with like one word like bitch talk. Of course, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just, to me, it just... It's Let's funny. get off of this, because we're going to okay, be okay. butting heads the entire time. What's the other nitpick, you freaking nitpicker? Hold on. Oh I want to go back to another point about what you said about the, the show not being... And Drew also said um, the show not being about them in Antarctica. I think that sort of misses the whole point of the show, which is it's not like a nature documentary about Antarctica. It's about these four girls who all are like stuck in their 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 lives or in Chirase's case i mean she's sort of stuck not being let, able to let go of her mum because she never had that closure you know yeah um, yep. so this whole show is about them making this journey to this impossible place to sort of prove to themselves that they can do it or you know to get some sort of closure or grow in some way or all these sort of things so them being in antarctica like yeah it's four episodes out of 13 or whatever but like i don't know what would they show in antarctica of them like doing daily chores or like scientific stuff if if they're involved in that like it's got nothing to do with the point of the show which is like essentially the characters growing and developing uh and sort of uh coming of age i guess which mm-hmm. they every every episode you know is more or less a different stage of their journey and also they grow or learn something new in in every episode but i don't think you could really like, I don't know what they'd show in Antarctica, like, if it was six episodes in Antarctica, for example. Like, what they would be doing that wouldn't just be, like... It would just like... be a lot of manual labor. Right. Like, it yeah. would be a lot of... Yeah. Because they're not, be like, qualified... They're not, like, qualified to be doing research or anything like that. They're just helping around the camp and on, on occasion filming their show or whatever, which was great. I really liked all the filming stuff. That was very funny. Um, but, like... And... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what more you could spend in Antarctica that's not like just padding when you can show other stuff. If you put like, if you change it up to where like half of it was them in Antarctica, then you would have a new nitpick of like, they didn't do anything in Antarctica. It's just, what, what are they gonna do? They're doing chores most of the time, and they think of a fun thing to do while they're like taking a break, whatever. Like the whole thing where they're in the, uh, uh, was it the snowcats or whatever it is, and they decided to grab the ramen noodles and f- make it freeze in place with the chopsticks in the air like fuck yeah that's fucking hysterical let's do that <laughs> not gonna make it a full episode but let's have a little montage thing going well i think i think the best way to like showcase what they did in antarctica besides like having emotional collapses and like becoming better friends is just the opening title sequence like they yes. go through it a lot and it's kind of like fun to put that in your in your head to say, okay, that's 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 what happened. But at the same token, I find if even if we got like let's say an Antarctica episode and that's all they did, it would probably be like Kamari or Tamari, whatever Mari, waking up late, uh, everyone scolding her because now they're late for chores, 
someone breaking something, something, someone ruining something, uh, them going outside, Mari complaining again, and then like something fun, something to goof off, and then them trying to like do an interview show, which I really liked those segments when they would try and do what they were supposed to do with the interviews, or they were trying to like boost the confidence of their friend by getting her to ask the questions. Yeah. Because that kind of that bridged the gap of like who the characters are, who they're evolving into, and then also like this is what they're sending back home to show everyone, and that I felt made me me feel a better connection with them. And especially the the episode where they go into a little further detail with um Hinata's backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like her being a dropout and all all that stuff and then her like her old friends and them all just like standing up for her and just like telling those girls off and and like laying down the law and then they're all like ugly crying together. Yeah. And uh just to throw it out there because I know we'll eventually talk about it. Um I not necessarily liked Hinata's storyline the best, but I did like her character the best. Um oh, yeah. Like yeah, she's by far, character. by far, she was the best character in the show, just personality wise. And just, yeah, the amount of times I actually laughed out loud just because of something either her character did or said was too many times. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see your point as to like, what could they have filled it up, you know, if they did another episode or two in Antarctica. And, and to that point, I feel like they keep talking about how dangerous Antarctica is in which, you know, uh she 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 um like her mother died but like i feel the only kind of danger they saw was like the little blizzard storm whenever they were in the snow cats like i feel like you could have gotten into an episode of just uh i mean okay so here's the nitpick of just like adding an extra episode to in antarctica because there's like you know you can think of an idea of like hey the group kind of gets separated in a storm or something and they both they all survive and try to get back to each other i feel like that would have been good because it shows a like they they finally see the dangers of antarctica firsthand and they survived it and b like it's like getting back to your friends and like the, the... reason why that won't work is they are constantly with professionals who have done this before and know what to look for and have dealt with a personal loss of their own like all of them came back because uh right. shirase's uh mother died and they promised they'd come back when called upon and they did and their goal is never again so yeah, to have that, that makes... happen no that would not fit well with this with the message they're putting in and the the amount of characters going through this hard thing like that would just give like PTSD things and you kind of don't want like that type of hard shit in this. This is like there's drama to it, but like it's very much like a a heartfelt warm anime or show. Yeah, I don't I, want that I, hard shit in my fucking nice fucking anime. That's they, my favorite. <laughs> they sort of went out of their way to um emphasize like I think they say at some point like unprecedented safety precautions because of you know what happened yeah. previously but also I uh, sort of agree with Lobo on that I think that sort of episode could absolutely you could write it on paper and have it make sense um but I don't think it fits in the pace of the show like I think this show is like perfectly paced like every episode 
you're either getting introduced to a new character, developing a new re relationship, going to somewhere new, or getting to see or experience something with the characters that's completely new. Like, there's never an episode where they're, like, stagnating, which is the whole theme of, like, the start of the show, is that more or less they're all sort of stagnant in what they're doing, and this show is about them breaking out of that and making this journey. So I think the show's perfectly paced to sort of put that in. And I think, while on paper you could definitely write an episode, like, where, you know, they get lost in a blizzard or something like that, I think that would take away from the other stuff that was going on in those episodes, like all of the characters getting their moments, like uh, Yuzuki figuring out what it means to be like friends with all of them when she's like never had friends before, or Hinata like uh, riding off her old school friends that have like caused her so much suffering, and then obviously the final arc of Shirase finding her mother's laptop, like all that oh, stuff. I think is. I was gonna say Shirase finally getting the penguins to yeah. surround her. That's a, and, that's a oh, the, and right she was there. like. <laughs> She was like loving it but hating it at the same time. Um, but yeah, to element your point, I, I, I completely understand. I feel like again, I just with them talking about it so much and them only seeing so much of Antarctica, I feel like throwing another episode in there, whether or not it be like they get caught up in a blizzard and they get separated or something else. And that something else I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean the whole point of Mari going was to get away, like, to do, like, go on an adventure. But, like, she didn't necessarily have that emotional type of, uh, I feel like, episode as the three others did when they were in Antarctica. And I kind of wanted to see... Yeah, I, I, I think... I kind of wanted to see that, but at the same time, I don't know how you would do that for the fact that she is along for the journey, more so yeah, than so anything her, else. Her arc with that emotional type stuff ended when she, her and her friend had that argument and she yeah, like powered exactly. through it. That's where it ended yep. for her. That was her. Uh, she took whatever lessons she knew about friendship because her and, and the, her friend have been together since they were in fucking, was it uh preschool or whatever. So like, yeah, like she understands friendship better than the others do because one uh, left school because of that she was betrayed by her friends. The other one has no friends because everyone thinks she's a weirdo and then Yuzuki never had a chance to make any friends. So she's the only one that understands friendship and can fix what's going on with these three who have hard, you know, have had a hard time making that type of relationship with someone. Yeah, exactly. So episode, I think it's episode five, when her and her friend, like her friend yeah. tries to break up with her. That would be like the first five episodes. Uh, Kimari sort of the main character as she's meeting all these girls and they're putting together this sort of expedition. And then her arc ends in episode five with her friend like sort of having that fight but not really like being able to resolve it. But she's like resolute in her uh, wish to go to Antarctica. And that's where her arc ends. And then from then on, the rest of the show is them as a group of four. And she's not really the main character in any episode. Uh, either it's one of the other girls who are the main character because it's exploring one of their arcs or they're all together in a group and in all these scenarios, Kimari is like sort of the the backbone that can support all of them while they sort of work through their their lingering issues or whatever. Um, so I th I, th I think her arc happens way earlier in the show, and it doesn't happen in Antarctica, but that's to make room for the other three to have their sort of uh, storylines come through. And that makes sense. Anyway. I it it definitely makes sense. I just feel like you could have possibly thrown a little bit of something in there other than you know like 
the fact that she gets home, she texts her friend, and the friend is like, I'm in the, in the Arctic. But, um, again, this is all nitpicking. I do want to reiterate, I really enjoyed the show. Like, mm. I I love, like, so the the animation itself is great. The character designs are great. I adored the opening song. I never yep. once skipped the intro. I, yeah. it, like, it was great. Uh, again, just to reiterate, really enjoyed the show. I'm just nitpicking here, just, like, things I would have liked to see. You know, it's interesting to talk about, because, obviously, I I have, I watched this when it was airing live, and it was blowing me away as it was going. Um, and I've thought about it a lot, but um, it's interesting to hear, because everyone I've, I've seen talk about it has universally loved this show, so it's interesting to hear, like, I guess, dissenting opinions, at least to talk about them. Fair. Did you? Fucking wrong. So, <laughs> um, I mean, since you watched it live when it was airing, mm-hmm. uh, did you did you rewatch it this past couple weeks? Yeah. Or did you um, just go based off of old memories? No, no, I I, re- no. I rewatched it. Um, okay. Yeah, because it's been what two years since it came out. So, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I never like I, I've said it before. Like, I never rewatch shows like ever. Like, once I've watched something, I just uh, the exception would be like Star Wars. Like I rewatch those movies on occasion, um, but like yeah, I rarely ever rewatch, especially TV shows. I I never rewatch them, but um, that's why I like sort of like this podcast because it's giving me the excuse or forcing me to go back and rewatch stuff that I really love. Um, Again, I'm I really love glad. rewatching things. Yeah, rewatching I'm... things is great. I don't know what is wrong with y'all. This fucking oh, I love rewatching things. Yeah, like, I, don't know. I'm I guess getting... there's just there's so much new y'all, stuff out there. You mean, it's hard you to mean him. Like yeah. I. I'm gonna fuck it. I still have to rewatch Kaon because that's my fucking. An- I still have yet thing. to see it, and I've been I've been kind it. of tempted to start it. It's but... pretty goddamn good, but it's very um, it's very much like if if you didn't like this show because it didn't explore Antarctica, I don't know if you'll like that show because it's literally like they go to the music club. <laughs> it is procrastinating. It is Drink all tea, about procrastinating. <laughs> Nothing really interesting happens like plot wise, and that's the whole point of the show. Is that it's just them yeah. hanging out. It's legit. Fair. Let's do a band, and then they just procrastinate the band the entire so, time. Yeah, but they actually it's do great. sing stuff, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, but it's fair it's, enough. It's so yeah. good. I love it. But but back to, back to the regular or the regular show, the yeah. show that we were actually watching here. I mean, um, to to kind of go back into it, uh, we all kind of seem to agree that Hinata was the the favorite. Drew, would you, did you agree to that as well, or but that she's best girl? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, say, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Is there anyone else? I will say. I will say. She is obviously the best care uh, of the the four girls, but in regards to growth, it is 100% Shirase. I was rooting for her the entire yeah. time. Her screaming when she finally made it in your face. Fuck yes. Uh, the uh, the ending, the very emotional ending on episode 12. Oof. And uh, what was the other thing that happened? Um, her the standing haircut. up, her hand standing up to um, uh, Hinata's Hinata, friends. Hinata's friends, and even to her to be like, "You're going to take my help because we're friends. Fuck yeah. you. We're doing this." Yeah. And then she stands up. She's like, "She does not. She's scared to talk to you. She doesn't want to appear to be a bitch. I will be the bitch." And I'm like, "Yes, yes." always rooting for her because she's legit stands her ground and she is not ashamed of who she is i love it i think that's also what made i remember when this was airing live i think that's what drew because i think the synopsis when this this is anime original there's no manga back in this so when yeah. people saw that madhouse which is like a fairly well-known studio 
uh, were making an original anime about girls going on a trip to Antarctica. Everyone was like, what the fuck is that about? And then, like, the first episode comes out, and like, people are like, oh, shit. But no one's watching it at that time, because, like, you know, it's not really, like, a, a shonen or anything, so it doesn't have any pre-existing following. Um, yeah, I think I watched so, it when the third episode just yeah, came out. Yeah, which like... is usually the case. Like, after three episodes is when a lot of people, like, tend to, like, look for what's being uploaded or you know, what's more popular that season, and that's when they'll start watching. And this show was no exception. I think episode two actually is what got a lot of people into the show because of that clip of them running through um, uh, Cabo Chico. Um, What a fucking clip. God damn. That's like the most famous clip in the show. And I remember that getting posted uh, before I watched the episode. Because I I watched episode one, I really liked it, and then I didn't get around to watching episode two until later, but I saw that clip, I'm like, shit, i got to watch episode two right now, and so does everyone else, because, <laughs> um, yeah, that was, after that, I think it was, like, one of the more popular shows on the subreddit, which is awesome. Just, I love just to put... seeing that scene, n- knowing already about uh, Hinata's background, like, yeah. watching it when it first aired, no clue that she was in track in high school and everything, and then seeing that, like, oh, that makes a lot of sense why she's running that way, why she's freaking the fuck out that this actually woman is keeping up with her. <laughs> funny... Funny you should say that because um, rewatching this show, I had that sort of that sort of um, that experience of like knowing what's going to happen, seeing all the little hints they're dropping throughout all the episodes that lead up to the culmination, you yeah. know, of the payoff. Like um, yeah, like Kanata's running, um, Shirase uh, always texting her mum, uh, even yep. though we like sort of know that she's dead, like not knowing what that's going to pay off, and then that amazing payoff at the end, uh, and then. Um, was your oh, uh, Megumi. Like, every time Hinata's talking about the trip, Megumi sort of, like, seems weird about it, but you don't really think much about it. And yeah. And yeah. it sort of pays off as her, like, you realize, like, what uh, what she's been thinking this whole time. And all um, that difficulty you, they went through as it kept getting closer. Like, what the fuck's going on? And you find out she did it. Like, okay, I see it, because she was yeah. acting weird in this scene, and then all of a sudden, the teachers know. And then this happened, and this person knows. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, so... It's so good. Yeah, it's all those little hints that you already know how it's going to pay off. Um, also, yeah, the, pretty good. the the characters in the background, like the guy who at the very end built up the courage and yes. got an autograph. Yes. <laughs> you yep. can go through almost almost all the episodes where they got on the ship and they were going on the expedition. You could see him in the background, like dodging her or getting like super nervous and running away. I'm like. I forgot all about this guy. <laughs> I I never saw any of that. The only one that I saw is when he they were working in Antarctica and he has the the tape playing and it's her song and she yeah, he kind of just gives, like locks like eyes. <laughs> he locks eyes and nervously gives like this like petty nod, just like yeah. I'm when a they're fan. getting the tour of the ship uh, when they first get on the ship, uh, they walk out of the bulkhead and they're uh, on the deck and he is right there. Locks eyes with her and fucking scurries away. He's gone. It's I I noticed that I'm like oh I remember this guy and I just kept an eye out for him every time and sure enough you'd see him notice her, get flush red and then just go back to what he's doing or like try to make himself look busy or whatever. I'm like holy shit. <laughs> so I, I I have to say one of my one of my favorite scenes um and actually one of my favorite side characters was uh. Mari's whole family. Oh, her yeah. whole her whole family <laughs> is so fucking funny. It gave me like uh it gave me like the family from Kill the Kill vibes. That's that's mm. the type of family like it was like they're all ridiculous. Not necessarily all in it for themselves, but like 
when she approaches her mom to get the papers signed. Four, the best yeah. fucking moment, in my opinion, throughout the entire fucking show. Mom yeah, knows she, and chases mom... her ass down and <laughs> well, the no, father's mom... betrayal. <laughs> mom knows mom knows sees that the papers were signed falsely and then just runs at her with a ladle and then she yeah. opens the door to dad coming home and dad sees like just angry mom with ladle and daughter with like fear of death in her eyes and he just closes the door and he's just like i'm so betrayal. sorry i'm so <laughs> sorry daughter when she when he opens the door and sees uh the mom and she just puts the ladle in her hand the whip sound that happens like and door closed and and he's like i'm going back to work i'll get some extra overtime and I love the part where it's just like, oh, Dosa, oh, Dosa, I'm sorry, my daughter. And then yeah. silence, silence. I'm like, oh, and then oh next my scene. God. And then next scene. God, that, that scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Like, oh, I mean, man. One, one thing we just, we just glazed over. She's legit running for the door from the mom. And. The camera's right there, and she goes face first into it, and you just see the fucking splatter of her face. I'm like, caught me off guard the first time I watched it, and I was waiting for it because this is the best part where she's making contact with the audience, and then it just turns into mm-hmm. the best scene in the entire fucking show. In regards to comedy, I should say. <laughs> yeah, that that one was definitely the most memorable one in terms of comedy. I know there were other parts where I did laugh out loud. Um, but yeah, God. Overall, like, rock what, paper um, scissors to see you have to sleep uh, near Kimani. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what do I say in my sleep? And it's like, uh, the lamp, oh, yeah. the lamp genie won't go back in the bottle or some shit like that. And the toilet genie. <laughs> yeah, the toilet genie won't go back in the lamp or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh my God, it was yeah, like she asked her, eyes she's like, wide what, open. What is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there were some good, memorable, funny moments in this show. Yeah, I thought the writing was phenomenal. I think, um, like, overall, I think uh, the show was super excellent at um, writing all these little moments between characters, like, really, like, throwaway lines, not throwaway lines, but, like, very sharp banter sort of lines between all the girls, like, very quick, or, like, well, while someone's talking in the foreground, someone in the background's making a funny remark sort of thing. Uh, all that sort of stuff was really funny um, and really well written. And then they the show did an amazing job of having these like magical moments, like when they open the door on the ship during the storm, and like her hair starts blowing, and they see the waves, and it sprinkles down on them, that sort of stuff. Like the show did that like uh, at least half of the episodes. There was like some sort of moment like that, which was always like so amazing. And the swelling of the music, which I thought the soundtrack for the show was really good as well, and all the inserts they use were really good as well. Um, but yeah, but yeah that and even awesome, and even like the the like character trait that like could have been throwaway, like in which um, shit, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Shira, Shira, Shira I cannot say Shirase. her name. Shirase? Yes, like the fact that she is amazing at mahjong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like really it's cool. a throwaway trait, but it's hilarious because it occurs twice in the show, and you're just like every time you're just like, okay, this is pretty damn funny. But like, there, yeah, it, I agree. Uh, There's a Yuzuki lot of like what could have been throw. Saying, like, she wants to die. <laughs> yeah, 
but it's just like there there are so many scenes that could have been considered throwaway scenes that were just memorable like i think it was the last episode or one of the last episodes where two of the girls come back from like an expedition team like training or i forget what it was that they did i don't know if it was necessarily like a polar plunge or something but like and they come back and then Hinata's like, wait, you went without me? What the hell? And they're like, oh, like, sorry, like, you were on watch duty this day and that's when we did it. And she's like, oh, well, at least I'm going to do this today. And then they're all just like, oh, yeah, we are too. And she's like, god damn it. I can't do anything <laughs> fun. <laughs> like, to oh, like brag. Later on, she found out that all three of them went without her to that uh, same expedition or whatever it was. And they made, like, I think they made snow cones or something like that there. They did some, Maybe that's what it was, yeah. They made yeah. some funny treat, and then they did it again later on. Uh, yeah, but, like, things that could have been throwaway were actually still very memorable. They did, they did a really good job of not wasting any time and making every moment count or yeah. feel like it should count. I also wanted so, to ask what you guys' favorite episode was and why. I would honestly have to go back through the Wikipedia and just see because... I feel like each episode had such a memorable moment in it that I really enjoyed it that I couldn't yes. really narrow it down to one. That's the thing. Rewatching so, this, no episode in the show for me at least was uh, was less than the others. Like I didn't, I never finished watching an episode and went, "Oh, I, I'm glad that's over." Or not that I'm, I don't think I could think that about this show. But like, you know, that episode's over now. I get onto the good one. It was all like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna watch the next episode." And the last one was fucking awesome as well. But I think that's how I felt as well. Like. Yeah. I was I was always looking for the next episode. I wasn't waiting. Yes, looking forward to, but not uh, not wanting to leave this current one. Yeah, but... like like I I feel like I'm leaning towards two just for the fact that not mm. necessarily that scene where they're running like it is a beautiful scene, but like that whole situation is so funny because uh, Shirasai is like, "Hey, we're gonna go here. We're gonna go to this meeting, and we're gonna force them to take us with us." And they're like, great. And then they get there and they're like, okay, so what's the plan of approaching them? And she's like, yeah, you, one of you two needs to seduce one of the men. And everybody is just like, the fuck are you talking about? And then it's just like that <laughs> like push of a person is just like, okay, what what do we do? What do we do? And under the spotlight, just like old kind of like hooker, like just like lift up like the pant leg and just like, ooh. or no, 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 sorry. It was like the, the like old pose Hitchhiker. of just like, yeah, like the old hitchhiker pose, and it's just like, oh no! The I, arguments that happened there were fucking great. Like, what like, are you doing doing this old person thing? It's like, what else am I supposed to do? You yeah, gotta get that, their attention with your boobs, and it's just like, mine aren't big enough for that. <laughs> like, yeah, the whole the whole interaction of like that entire like ending of that episode was so funny and so memorable that I feel like I mean that stands out the most to me other than you know the emotional uh instances that the characters go through so I mean but like I I I really couldn't place a finger on what episode I really liked the most Impossible. I I would like to give a special shout out to episode 6 because I was born in Singapore that's technically my Hometown, if you count it like that, even though I rarely live there, but I've been oh, the there plenty durian. of time. Yeah, all all my all my family's from there, so I've been to Singapore plenty of times, and it's always exciting to see it represented in media. And usually, what happens with Singapore is they show a flyover of the city, and they show the uh, the Marina Bay Hotel, the one with like three towers and the pool on top. 
and mm-hmm. that's like Singapore in a nutshell. But this show actually went and spent the whole episode in Singapore, and they went to like Hawker Markets and uh, saw like the Merlion and all that sort of shit. It was awesome, and it made me super happy when it was airing live, and it made me happy again watching it the second time. But my favorite episode was episode nine, I think, which was the one when they finally arrive in Antarctica, and they, like, actually jump off the ship and shout, Zamamimo! And, uh, there's that moment where, uh, the captain flashes back to when they lose Tamako, but, or Takako, but, uh, that last transmission comes with the radio, which is the closest I've been to crying in a long time. And then after that, I think, after the credits, maybe? Oh, yeah, they show the laptop with the email coming through. But, yeah, I think that's my yep. favorite episode. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't. I, I can't put a me, thing on it. It has to be. Real quick, four, you can. I was gonna say if the comedy of it, but like twelve and thirteen are like, one hundred percent my favorites because, once it gets to twelve, I'm like, all right, cool, glasses off. I'm gonna cry the rest of the time here, <laughs> for the next hour, twelve and thirteen, I'm crying the entire time, and I did. I did. I fucking. I yeah. did it again. Yep. Me too. So wait, did everybody cry? Because I. I did not. No, I didn't. Am I? A... Okay, I'm not what? a monster. Cool. Okay. I, I. I definitely teared up, but I didn't cry. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not like sobbing uncontrollably, but like. Well, I, I can. I can. I can picture Silver just on the couch sobbing uncontrollably, sobbing and his roommates just popping up, and be like, "You all right, bud?" And like, he'd be like, I "Go was... away! You don't understand." So here's me. here's what happened. I'm I'm telling my brother like, "Hey, we're watching a place for the universe." He's like, "Why do you do this to yourself?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? I love that show." Episode twelve, and I'm like, "What are you talking?" Got to episode twelve. I went over to him like, "I hate you," and I just have swollen eyes and there's tears streaming down and i he's go back goku and, body pillow and he's just sitting there he's like so you're gonna you done or you're like i got to watch the last episode he's just like all right i guess i'll i'll see you i'll see Good you uh, i'll see you in two days and we're like why you're not going to work tomorrow <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i didn't <laughs> yeah that, i mean I, I do want to real quick go back to episode four real quick, that element that you really liked. I I really actually found this one super frustrating. Like Wait, I, which, I, which I episode? episode four when they're in Singapore. Oh, episode um, six. Yeah. Or but sorry, episode six when they're yeah, in yeah. Singapore. Yeah. Like I again, I think it's a good episode. It frustrated the hell out of me that fucking share uh Shirasai just couldn't didn't remember that the passport was in her purse the entire time. <laughs> I thought it was how, extremely funny. How? Like I, I like I literally paused the, the show and I just repeated how, how, how. Have you how how often have you traveled like, you know, to another country or whatever? Yeah, when they I when they been... showed the moment like it, that the handoff happened, I'm like, Oh yeah, that that would totally happen. That you just forget yeah, about Yeah, like that. that is a hundred percent something that happens. Like going yeah. yeah. Puerto Rico is still America, but like going there it's like you're okay. in a different world type thing, so like Fair. I forgot I f- left something with like my mom one time, and then she's like, "Don't you want your thing back?" I'm like, "It's been like five hours, and I gave that to her when we left." And I'm like, "Holy shit! Yes, give me back my Game Boy." Fair, <laughs> but at the same, but at the same time, riddle me this: whenever you do lose something when you're on travel, 
do you not ask the people you're traveling with, hey, have you seen this? Or, hey, do you have my ex or whatever you're missing? Because yeah, I feel like, like had, if it's yeah, my wallet, you like this happened that to me moment, though. Remember, you, they showed the moment she realized she lost it in the hotel room, but then she right. like played it off. And then that comes back when they're in Antarctica and she's playing off how she feels about those girls showing up on camera. It's the same thing. Like She's trying to keep that stuff hidden so she doesn't like be vulnerable to the girls but then obviously they no. break her out of her shell eventually but i think this, well, that plays into a character perfectly though like how they've written but her. she she doesn't she doesn't discover it because somebody asks her like hey have you seen this she discovers it because she goes into her purse to like put the tickets back in there i'm saying whenever you lose something when you're traveling you ask like everybody around you that you're traveling with like hey have you seen this or hey do you have this can you check your okay. purse can you check correct, your suitcase correct. normal I, people I, normal people will do this but anime girls can i just put this out there <laughs> this happened to me legitimately the last time we went to puerto rico i had a brain fart moment which this was for them i l- thought i lost my wallet legitimately thought i lost my wallet my id my money, everything's on my wallet. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm looking through all my bag. I'm looking through my my uh, suitcase. Could not find it anywhere. And I'm freaking out. It's mine. I'm responsible for this. I check my room. I check my brother's room. My brother checks his bag because he found me searching his room. And you're like, all right, cool. I don't know what the fuck my wallet is. We then find out that... Uh, my dad uh, took it from me because uh, I had dropped it, and the pants I was wearing had a hole in the pocket. He's like, "Oh, I'll just tear, I'll carry this for you," and I forgot, and he forgot. So when I went, like, I freaking out, I lost my wallet. He starts looking through his shit. He finds it in his backpack, and I'm like, "Oh, here, I've had it the entire time." Like, why are we idiots? It just happens. You're in a different place. You're not <laughs> thinking about those things sometimes. I also want to say happens. this has totally happened to me before. I, I realize, like, thinking about it now, I've had this happen more than once where, like, specifically my passport, like, I couldn't find it, and it's because I put it in, like, a different pocket to where I had it. Like, it was in my yep, backpack. I've yeah, I've done that with my wallet. But, like, I it's, don't ask anyone where it is thing. because it's, like, my responsibility and my passport, exactly. and why would anyone else have it sort of thing. So I, I guess I totally sympathize with how she felt but it may be yeah. you, again you, all you know. all fair points i'm just saying like out of all the episodes it's like yeah come on like i i feel like there's a checklist to this like you search your stuff okay now everybody else searches their stuff so has this ever happened to you frank have you ever gone so, to like a different country and had this happen to you so i've only been out of the country a total of two times two times Two or three times. I don't know. I've been to Canada once or twice, and I've been to uh, Hungary once, and that's that's the only time I've been out of the country. Wait, shouldn't you like be hungry every day? God damn you! I <laughs> your joke is bad, and you should feel bad. Anyways, um, I've only been out of the country, you know, a handful of times, and both times it was like. The first time I was like way too young to be responsible for anything, let alone I don't even know if I had a. Well, yeah, I guess I w- you would have to have a passport even if you're like a child to yeah. like go to a different country. But like at that point, it's like my like I'm not responsible at all. I'm like eight years old, seven years old. Like there ain't no responsibility well, on my shoulders. For the sake yet. of time, the instance where you would have this type of thing. Where you no, would have I, I've I've not been out of the country during like my lifetime where I would have been responsible for something okay. because the other time was in high school and we were on like a school, not necessarily a school trip, but for all intents and purposes, a school trip. 
So there was somebody else, like, and there were, yeah. So, but like, I mean, going, going somewhere and losing something, like, yeah, that's definitely happened to me before. But like, again, you go through that checklist. Okay, I don't have it. Do these people have it? They don't have it. Let's retrace our steps. Okay, what do we do to replace it? For this thing, like, it legit does happen because you're you're in a different place. You're not thinking straight most of the time. Like you're you're right. Brain goes stupid, Ronnie. And yeah, I get it, it happens. So like, I get it. I'm that's just a saying. Nitpick that this you is have that this is just another. This is another nitpick by Frank. All right, sorry, Frank Berger here. Once Frank again, pick. you're wrong. Just again, <laughs> just again. I just I'm a nitpicky bitch. Okay, whatever. But no, I again, fantastic show through and through. I I, I like again i would i would like if i were in the mood i'd rewatch this show like this is i i really enjoyed it is this our dark night episode of of the show (laughs) (laughs) um maybe until maybe once we watch like toradora maybe oh i can't no i can't watch toradora no i just i i think i told you guys and we'll talk about this more i guess the next two weeks or whatever because that's what our episode will be about but like i watched toradora within the past like month and a half two months for the first time that is and fucking loved it but um but yeah no back to this show Uh, loved it i can't put in a, a finger on what like episode i liked the most because they were all like there was something enjoyable in all episodes um so yeah and i mean we all agree on the the best gr- we all agree on best girl we all think mm-hmm. that the family's funny like is there anything you got like i've been the one that's been nitpicking this show of just like random small things like are there any things that you guys can think of that you guys can nitpick about it no well yeah besides I, this, silver this, this shows a 10 for me so by definition no there's nothing i would nitpick um, I think this is a phenomenal show, and I would recommend it to anyone who is already into anime. Because I think if I were trying to get someone into anime, I don't know what I haven't really thought about what show I'd recommend to them. Um, maybe oh, this show. Oh, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Like, there's so many shows in all of our wheelhouses that if someone brand new to the genre was like, "Hey, I watched Akira and Spirited Away this weekend. I want to watch more anime. What do you recommend?" That's a loaded question. This this yeah. would not be okay, the show. Okay, wait, 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 wait. For for that in particular example, uh, Boy and the Beast and Summer Wars done. No, okay, Summer if, we're, Wars. if we're going, if we're going, if we're going movies, it's Summer Wars and your name. I'm just going. I'm just going Whoa. based off of that example only because I think this he listed a, two movies. This could be an episode on its own. Uh, oh, it how absolutely. Would you, how could. would you get someone into anime if you know they had watched sort of thing? That but so honestly, that is the million dollar question. Yeah, um, but regardless, I mean, like I said, this is like a near perfect show for me. Uh, also, I just want to share a random fact. I've been to nearly everywhere in this show. Like, I've been to Tokyo He's and Kabushitsu. I've been, I've been to the airport that they were in Tokyo because I think that's the starts with N, but I can't remember the name of it. Narita. Yeah, Narita Airport. I think that's the one they're at because I recognize the sign that they were standing by when they first enter. And then I've been to Fremantle because I used to live in Perth and Fremantle's just north of there and I went to the Fremantle markets. So I've been there. Uh, I've been to um, Singapore, obviously, because I was born there and I've been to all the places that they went in Singapore as well. And then I've never been to Antarctica, but maybe I should go there just so I can check it off my list. 
Okay, so now we got to raise funds. One of us has to have an emotional mm-hmm. breakdown. Yep. We have to run into someone at a convenience store. Who has a friend they're willing to just get rid of? So we I can don't know how I forgot this, but I lost my mother in an ex- expedition to Antarctica when I was very young. So actually, <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I guess we got to go. Yep. Okay, this is the important question though. Which one of us is going to get punished with Durin? Because I don't want that to be me. I, Wait, don't, real quick, I real don't quick. know is what that, it is. Is is Durin jackfruit? No, it's not. Durian's its own fruit. No. Um, okay, it looked like jackfruit, and I was just like, it's, oh, it's jackfruit. It's horrid. It's I don't know bad. what it is. It uh, it's so it's it's very weird fruit. It's, um, it stinks, and it's like to the point where, like in Singapore on trains, there's signs like you know where it says like no smoking, no pets on board or whatever. There's a sign saying no durian on board because it literally just stinks uh, up the entire compartment. <laughs> like the shit there, smells so bad, and like my parents love it. So like I remember when we were kids, they would constantly buy durian stuff, like because they love it, and it would stink. There, up what's the, the closest and... thing? What's the closest thing that it? like taste or smell like i'm trying to think what it tastes and smells like it's nothing it, i can't tell you what it's the smell is durian smell it doesn't like, i can't say it's, it's like, just it's, gross it's yeah just i gross. can't say it smells like farts because it's not sulfur or farts or anything like that it's just oh. a durian smell i don't really know what like rotting i've tried it it is it's ugh. it's so it's so the taste is very similar to the smell and so if you like the taste you'll like the smell probably because you're associating the two together the taste is very it feels like overripe something um and the the actual flesh hmm. itself is um so the the way the fruit is it's like uh i'm trying to think of like persimmon you have persimmons are like a a fibrous shell and there's a little seeds inside Durian's sort of similar in that the big shell which is, with the spikes is like you crack it open like a coconut or something but then inside is like these little compartments where there's like yep. seeds and then the flesh forms around the seeds and you just eat the flesh off the seeds but the seeds are like mm. huge so it's like eight compartments in a durian and like eight different seeds with fruit around them but the fruit is like super soft um mushy uh sort of like an overripe mango i guess would be the closest thing i could think of um, and the taste is sort of like overripe. That like it's got some sort of it's very sickly sweet. Um, it's hard to describe. So but, hmm. yeah, it's hella nasty. Real hella quick, nasty. Uh, Durian it appears in episode six for the, the listeners out there. Like when they figure out where the passport is and the yes. fact that they went through all that trouble, it's like they punish them with dur- <laughs> Durian. Yep. Um, but according got Durian fucking flavored ice cream. She, yes, she. Did. Why would she do it? But to to put to do a quick Google search of durian taste, durian lovers say it has a sweet custardy taste with the texture of a creamy cheesecake. Flavors often attributed uh, to durian fruits are caramel and vanilla. Some fruits have a slightly bitter note together with some sweetness. The ones I've had so are all sweet, not bitter. But I if think it, if it tastes like custard, I'm in. I don't care no, if it, it smells. Uh, it doesn't taste like custard. I think maybe the the custardy I taste think, is more than I just think it's sweet. It's kind of it's, it's been a while. It's kind of like an avocado, like a uh, very yeah. mush one. Like texture wise, I think it was. It's been so long. It's just it's. Ugh. I think it's one of those things. It's impossible to really truly describe unless you have it yourself. Yeah, because it's really unique. It honestly is Lobo, unique. 
Lobo, we need to find some and eat some. I'm not. I'm not. No. <laughs> Come on. You, <laughs> Come on, buddy. You and Sam try it, and you know, tell me how it went. You know. I mean, if it's if it's anywhere sweet, Sam's gonna like it because she's it's she's the, a fucking sugar deep. addict. It stinks so Okay, bad. it stinks, whatever. Fuck. I think if you're going to have it, though, I would not buy, like, imported durian or anything like that. You need to have oh, it fresh. Oh, God, it'd probably and, be like, rotten. If yeah. you're in... Well, not rotten, it's just it doesn't retain its flavor, I don't think, or it doesn't quite transport that well. Like, my parents, when we go over to Singapore and Malaysia, they're, like, loading up on durian because that's, like, where it's grown. So it's you best can, there. You can get durian candy, and that will have, like, the flavor of it. And yeah, that's true. And everything. Yep. Like you can try to order you can, like some yeah. of those because they're like if, little uh, like little lifesavers. Yeah, they have candy and they have stuff like pudding and stuff like that that they make. Um, you can Ugh. get those if you really wanted to taste. For God knows what reason, if you wanted to taste. I'm I'm very taste. curious now. I'm very curious. <laughs> if you do ever try it, just I I want to know what you think. But uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll I'll let you know if I ever try it. Like I'm not gonna go out of my uh, way to try and find it, but yeah. If you come across it, you know, one day while you're out on holidays, I think, in Southeast Asia, then that's when you get it. I wonder uh, if they'd have it at the Asian market, because there's a couple Asian markets somewhere you probably could find, I can go to. If you go to desserts, um, you probably ought to find, like, some sort of durian cake. Not cake like uh, like chocolate cake, but like um, it's like pudding almost. I know um, we're getting super off topic, but I do want to ask, is red bean paste pancakes, are those desserts? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Because... Because anytime I go to the Asian market, I pick up at least like two of those packages because I just throw those bitches in the toaster and God, those things are so good. Yeah. Hey, Lobo, What's guess up? who your secret Santa is? No! Don't do it! <laughs> no! It's not me. It's not me. I was just asking this you to guess. all relevant? <laughs> oh, um, he put in really our little funny. group chat. He put in our little group chat that durian candies you can buy them on Amazon. Oh, so I, I just trolled man. him and said that I was gonna buy him some, no. but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not his. Santa. I'm, oh I'm putting. God. I'm putting it in like announcements that like whoever has him to get him some durian oh. candy. By the yeah, way, but... for those for those listeners who are very very confused right now, this whole podcast and us coming together is because of a uh, funny enough Destiny Two clam. <laughs> uh, those of you who don't know who De- what Destiny Two is, it's a video game. Uh, it's an always pew, online pew. video game, like multiplayer first person shooter uh, by Bungie. Very fun. I haven't played in a while. They give me shit about it, but oh, I, okay. I, yet again, I'm still. And you should yeah. too. when they say all the time i do mean like a literal literally like a daily basis i get made fun of because they're like hey dad you abandoned us regardless we're the server it's like over maybe like i think we're at like 200 people now if not a little over or a little (laughs) under but we're doing a secret santa and that's that's what we're referring to so um with this show in the bag and us all like agreeing that it is good it'll be in our top 10 top 20s whatever you want to put it um what do you think like in in comparison like putting it on the level of what other shows do you think fall in like the same ballpark of being like like a good slice of life and a good emotional roller coaster and i'm not saying like emotional roller coaster as in like ripping you apart but like putting you like through the same kind of paces that these characters. Uh, I have the perfect example. I just got to find the name of it. Um, it aired fairly recently. I think it was 2018 or 2019 as well. 
Um, it wasn't my... Fruit Baskets, was it? No, um, it, it was also an anime original, and I fucking love that show as well. It was really, really excellent. Actually, I'd, I'd I began to from... watch that again as well. But I think one I, I can think it. of is Oh Maidens and Your Savage Seasons, which mm. is my next pick. I have not watched that, but I've heard that it's also very good, but much more about... Um... It's very much more about like high school life and yeah, coming of age and um, yeah, it's it gets to a point where it like goes in depth and like what's going on at those times and like exploring their their sexuality and romances and things like that. It doesn't get graphic or anything other than like one scene, which is super awkward, but it's very very good. It's it's like a uh, exploring like. Going through puberty in high school and like yes, you know, exactly. early romance and sort of right. stuff. It's yeah, it's got very high rating. Um, the show I was talking about was um Tsukiga Kirei, uh, which aired in twenty seventeen. Apparently, wow, it's been three years. What the fuck? I was I was about uh, to ask. Like, I just I just popped on Verve to see what I can find for originals, and I like right here as you said it. It's like a a <laughs> the category is called time to cry. <laughs> And a place further than the universe is the number one pick, and <laughs> and your yep. your other one is yep. number three. <laughs> uh, is that Maidens or Suki Gakure? Uh, Suki Gakure. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think what... I don't think Suki Gakure is really a cry show, which I think is probably more fun to watch. You, it's, I think it's... I think the funnier choice is what number two is, and do, does anybody want to take a stab as to what the number two thing is for Time to Cry on Verve, aka Crunchyroll? Naruto. No. Time to cry. It could be like... Uh... I will say season one was in like 2015 or 2016, and then season two just aired this year. Oh. Was, there was a show that... Isn't it Fruit Basket did that? Nope. No. I don't know. It is, it is ReZero. Oh. oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Ooh. Which, what? Okay. Like, that... Yeah, to me, guess... that show is not a cry show. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah it's not cry, it's, but it's... It's, it's cry... rough. It's, it's rough. It's not cry because of like through. emotional catharsis. It's more cry because this is horrible and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, season <laughs> two, is like, I am super stressed and I don't want to deal with this. There's, a, few, there's a few choices on here that I'm like, why is this on here? Like ReZero's on here, Zam- Zombie Land, Zombie Zombie Land Saga's on Zam- here, which I need to I need to finish that show. I think I got like eight episodes in and stopped. And then did you add it to my anime list? don't know i don't think i did and then the other one that's on here that i'm confused about is yuri on ice no huh i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> never seen it it's uh, uh it's just, just ice skating it's about oh, I mean, male figure it's skating about. i just haven't seen it all that's it and it's called yuri on ice but it's actually like super gay well that's that's exactly what it is i forget yes. what the term the i forget like, what the term is uh yaoi <laughs> yeah there yeah. you go it's, it is a yaoi. They have paddles with it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright well um, I want to thank everyone for holding out this long and getting to the end of the episode uh, and being here with us uh, again we are the new kids on the block so we appreciate any follows any likes comments subscribes things like that as I mentioned at the beginning you can always tweet us at Bakako Podcast on twitter uh, and email us through Podcast at gmail.com bye bye Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.